You're listening to Shooting Hoops with your hosts, Dia Miller and Adam Drexler. Welcome to Shooting Hoops, a podcast about basketball and the Portland Trailblazers. I'm your host, Dia Miller, here with my co-host, Adam Drexler. Adam, this is episode six. Are we on episode yeah. six now? Episode six. We've come a long way and uh, <laughs> a lot more to go. Uh, yeah, it's, been a, it's been a pleasure. We're trying to kind of get our groove here. We're still working out the bugs, but we're getting there. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on YouTube. Uh, on YouTube, you get the full experience. You get to see us. You get to see our reactions. We like to post some tweets up there from time to time and use some things on on YouTube. Um, if you're listening on podcast platforms, we will do our best to make sure that you're getting as good of an experience as possible with the audio as well. Um, we are going to try something new this week and launch these, launch these, I don't think that's the right way to say it, but we're going to post these uh, immediately following recording. So we're hoping that that will keep them up to date and quick. Uh, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. So Adam, how you are in LA I how, am. Yeah. How is it? You just got here today, right? Yeah. Yeah. Flew in and uh, it's good. Um, it's colder, a little bit colder, colder? than Houston. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, Houston's got something funny going on. So very unpredictable weather that way. But LA, it's, it's always going to be cold at night. And during the day, you can kind of try to figure it out. Um, but I love this LA weather. And <laughs> I, I'm not in a rush to go back to Houston. Right. I it's so funny because when when you were talking about I thought for sure you were gonna say it's warmer because I just got back from Portland and I like I had on <laughs> when I got on the plane, uh I had on jeans that were a little there, you know, they didn't go quite all the way to my shoe, and I had on crocs and I wasn't wearing socks with them. I had no socks on, and I and I landed and just like a thin long sleeve shirt, and I landed at PDX and it was snowing. There was snow falling from the sky and I didn't have socks. And so when I got back to LA, it was so nice to walk outside and, and it was warm. So I for sure thought you were going to say it's warmer here. Is it, yeah, still, yeah. is it still summer in Houston? It's, it fluctuates. Like last week it was winter and then, <laughs> you know, the past few days I've been in shorts and a t-shirt. So so weird. I, I think Houston just can't make up its mind on what it wants to be. And <laughs> we'll just It's fine. We do we it's just fine. have to adapt. It's it's we're all a little bit like that. I mean, there are days where, you know, I I'd like to be something different too. So, it's okay, <laughs> Houston. <laughs> well, we're going into this is Wednesday night. We're recording this on Wednesday. We're going to post it on Wednesday, so this is going to be nice and and fresh. Um the Blazers are currently 8th in the Western Conference, um, not as good as we've been. Uh, you know, we were up there high for a while. We were first for a while. We were third for a while. We are currently eighth. But uh, we have a 13 and 11 record. So that's good. We're over 500. Um, the, the West is not separated by a lot. It's a tight race right now. Um, we, these are, I'm showing on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the last four games we played since we last recorded. 
Uh, we played the Clippers and we lost 118 to 112. We played the Lakers and we lost 109 to 128. And we're just not talking about that because that was painful. And we played the Utah Jazz and we won that one 116 to 111. And then most recently on Sunday, we played the Indiana Pacers and we won that 116 to 100. So we're not in a terrible place. Adam, how do you feel about this? Um, it kind of makes feelings on one hand. Um, it's very expected um, that we've kind of fallen off a little bit. We started off pretty hot and now reality is kind of setting in. A lot of these teams are hitting their stride and um, we've been without Dame for a few games. So it's been kind of interesting to see how the roster plays without him. And one thing that I've noticed is that a lot of our points come from just ISO buckets or just simple driving kick. And there's not really a lot of, you know, playmaking in a sense that putting guys in a position to get very easy baskets. Um, And we have players like Jeremy Grant and Ant that can score in bunches to offset that. But if you look, our our assist numbers per game are are like, I think we have around like 24 or 23. And it's kind of hard to, to, generally you want to be around that 25, 26, 27 range. And yeah, it it's one thing to to be able to take some games and be able to be competitive without that playmaking, but in the long run, it, it's something that you definitely want. And I think having Damian Lillard back would really help with that because he yeah. he is a playmaker. And um, other than that, I think I think I'm still happy that we're we're competitive. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because I think I think they're capable of that. You know, and I think we saw more of that earlier on in the season. Like the I say earlier on like we're not 24 games in, but <laughs> earlier early early in the season, I feel like we saw more of that playmaking and less of the ISO ball. In fact, I think we talked about it briefly that you know, we were really seeing a lot of that, but we also had Dame so you're right. That may be a part of the difference making. Um, I also wonder how much of that is just the teams that they have, the difficulty of the teams that they've been playing. I, I feel like a lot of times when there's challenges, guys fall back on that ISO ball and they just they just score. It's like you 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 know you come up against harder defense or whatever, or even just you're tired. And it takes more, you know, this has been rough. They've had a lot of road, uh, a lot of um, traveling. They've had a lot of back-to-backs. There's been a lot that's taken a lot out of them. And I wonder sometimes, and maybe you can give some insight to this as somebody who plays, but I would think that when you're playing a team that's a little harder um, or, or defending a little bit better, or when you're just tired, that you might just kind of revert to that as, as a default. Do you think that's, is that could that be a factor at all do you think or am i just making things up here (laughs) i i also think it's um i think one of the biggest reasons why we've kind of been having having a rough time is one thing you're right that the schedule is a bit tougher we're playing tougher teams but also generally on nba teams you have a primary score and a secondary score and damian wood is the primary scorer on the trailblazers 
and not any given night it could be Grant, it could be could be Ant, but um, now we've seen um, without Damian Lillard in the lineup, Jeremy Grant and Ant have had to up their game from being the, the yeah. second and third options to being the first and second. And if you look, if they don't have 25 plus a night, the Blazers don't really have a chance of winning. Yeah. So it's pretty difficult to just take over that that much of a scoring load. Luckily, they've been able to they've been up to the task and they've been very consistent at it. Yeah. Um, we saw that with the both of them were nominated for a player of the of the week. And yep. that's rare. Those are two players that are the, the second, third option. So that's not very common. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough. And, and teams are starting to figure out how to kind of lock in on those two and try to stop and contain them and make somebody else beat them. And it, it's pretty tough down the stretch when you kind of have to create all of your chances and you don't really get easy looks. Yeah. Yeah, they that's a really good point that you bring up about Ant and and Jeremy Grant both being nominated for player of the week. Like you said, to have two secondary players nominated for that in the same and and then two players two secondary players from the same team in the same week. That's why I I wonder how often that happens. It can't be often. Yeah, um, it's very rare. I mean, look, take any team in the NBA and take their 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 best player off the team and I yeah, they might have like okay, you have players like the Clippers who Paul George is, you know, can take over, or they have some players. You generally you only have one other player that can really take over. The Blazers have two, and that's yeah. a, that's amazing. And and when Nurk is on, you have three. Yeah. So a couple things I think kind of following up to that, um, we've got some tweets here. We're gonna go to. Uh, first one, it comes from Jack Ramsey's, um, which is another podcast, great podcast. Um, and they said, just a little reminder that the Blazers at 11 and 11. So this is coming from a few days ago that the Blazers at 11 and 11 have played a relatively tougher schedule than any other team in the league so far. And then Sean Hyken retweeted that and said, why I've said and written since the schedule came out. They'd be in great shape if they were at 500 by Christmas. This is the hard part of the schedule right now, plus all the injuries. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there, there's the schedule has been so difficult. And I think, you know, we've mentioned it before, but I think it's really hard to grasp. Like, if you look at the schedule, um, sometimes it's hard to really tell, like, why a schedule is hard. But ours has been really hard out the gate. And a lot of people went into this season saying that we were going to struggle early on because of how hard the schedule was. So the fact that we're currently 13 and 11 is really, really good, that we're in good shape um, based off of what we expected. Mm -hmm. And I think winning against the, um, the, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I'm choking to death. <laughs> Uh, it's just so exciting. <laughs> but uh, winning against the Jazz was a big deal. The Jazz is a really tough team. Yeah. And <clears throat> Adam's trying to just yeah. It's it's so unbelievable that it, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. Um, but yeah, winning against the Jazz was, was a, a really good win because the Jazz have been on fire and 
Um, beating that team shows that we still have the ability to to win these games. But also that win against the Pacers was a pretty big deal. Dame is back in the lineup, and um, the Pacers were missing their playmaker. Oddly enough, you know, the Pacers were missing Halliburton, who's their leading playmaker. Yeah. He, he gets yeah. guys easy buckets. And we see with a team like that, when you miss that playmaking ability, you still have players that can score, but ultimately just getting easy butt baskets is is sometimes the difference between winning and losing. And we had yeah. game and and the pieces fall into place and we beat that team convincingly. Yeah, having Dame back is huge. Um, and I think we've all kind of been waiting for this. I, we, I know I've said before, like, I I am just constantly reminded about how lucky we are to get to have Damian Lillard on this team and get to watch him play night after night after night. And it's so frustrating to not get to watch him play. It's so frustrating when he's sidelined and he's hurt. So I'm, I'm glad to see him back. He is a difference maker on this team. Um, you know, we win, we have won, we played pretty well even without him there, but having him there just really pushes us over the edge. So yeah, he was, he was back on at the game on, on Sunday. Uh, I got to go up and shoot that game, which was pretty cool. Um, I don't don't get to do that with Portland very much because I live in LA. Um, but that was really, that was a really cool thing for me. I've got a couple of these here. If you, again, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll get to see the, the look, but, um, Dame, whoop, that's not the right one. (laughs) Hold up. Um, we're still, like I said, we're still, if you're, (laughs) We're still figuring this out. There we go. There it is. Um, Okay. So Dame was back. He was suited up playing with the team, um, which is just so good to see him back. You know, he, he really does make a difference. I think that if he can stay healthy and he can keep from getting injured, I think this team is just going to continue to do well. We're not going to win every game here on out, but I think we're going to win a lot. And I think we're going to find ourselves securely in the playoffs. Yeah, I think if, if the Blazers can go, um, at, you know, five hundred without Dame for a lot of the games, then with him, I, it's not, it's not a crazy, just to believe that they could rise to to maybe six, fifth in the conference. It's yeah. not that's not a crazy jump. So, and Dame's the kind of player who who just adds value. You saw with with the game against the Pacers, he immediately came in, yeah, and finished with twenty two and six, and that was exactly what the Blazers needed. They need players to get easy baskets. That's going to make yeah. Grant and and Simons. That's going to make their lives a lot easier. And it's just, but at the same time, they're making his lives easier by being threats yes. on the court. Yeah. Well, and especially with as difficult as the schedule is, you know, we saw with that game, they were coming off uh, another game the night before where they had had to travel. And so they, they played a game. They, I guess anytime you have back-to-backs that aren't at home, you're traveling, but they played a game on the road. Then they flew back and played a game in Portland and poor Anthony Simons um, had that, that huge game the night before and just was had to have been wiped out. And so that's, again, this is where this stuff becomes such a huge factor because when you have Anthony Simons and you have Jeremy Grant and you have Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons can afford to have a, a lighter game the next night. Dame can take mm-hmm. over or vice versa. When Dame's had a really big game 
ant can take over. And I think that that is a really, uh, again, I'm speaking from somebody watching the game versus somebody playing, but I would imagine that playing that quickly back to back after having really big games has to be hard on you. So having somebody who can kind of take some of that weight is a huge advantage for us. And something that I, I noticed oddly enough against the Lakers, which I'm not going to talk about the score of that game, <laughs> but um, they they went to Shaden as kind of the mm-hmm. six man to kind of fill in those gaps and and keep the energy going. And yeah, he finished with 16. But I'm like, I really do like that role for him. I think the starting mm-hmm. lineup having having Shaden in there kind of it's it's tough because he's not going to get enough shots to really to really shine offensively because you're in there with Jeremy Grant and and Simons are, are going to be taking the majority of your shots but him yeah. coming in off, off off the bench and being that spark is actually really really nice to see and then he had he had a monster dunk in that game that I stood up for it was amazing he's got some some big hops so yeah i think I, i'm excited to see how the roster works with with Dame back now and also uh allegedly Gary Payton Jr. the third <laughs> coming back too. Yeah, we're we're gonna get to him in a second, mm-hmm. but um I wanna throw this slide up there real quick. Um this is what I accidentally put up a second ago. This was uh, posted. This is leading scorers by zone. It, again, if you're listening on audio, you can't see this. This shows the leading scorers by zone. And, it, you know, the names up here, you've got Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, DeMar DeRozan, Kevin Durant, Mikel Bridges, Lori Markinen. Um, and then you have Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons is currently the leading scorer in the left uh, three-point what is that spot called? Does that have a name? Yeah, it's a wing. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's the wing on the left <laughs> side. Um, he's he's killing it over there. He's the top scorer in the entire NBA over there. Um, so that's that tells you something when you can look at that. I mean, you look at those names and then oh, and of course Giannis under the under the basket. But yeah, um, can't forget him. But yeah, I mean, it's it's that's a that's a big deal to be the number one guy from that spot in the NBA right now. Um, Ant is really he's he's making waves. He's yeah, he's real, waves. and I, I think a lot of the time you see him like he's so versatile over there, coming off the screens, and and a lot of the time he'll step back and make those long step back threes, which yeah, that's a tough shot, and he's consistent with it, so. The fact that you have a player who's not the primary option on a team leading right. in one area right. of the court is is such a huge help. Well, and Dame's not even on that graph, but largely probably because he's been um, injured. I think once he's back to full strength, I would not be surprised to see him show up on there as well. Yeah. But yeah, that's a good point. I keep forgetting that, that like we're talking about guys that aren't even technically our, our first option. We're talking about yeah. guys that are, you know, that are supporting roles here and they're winning or being nominated for player of the week and, you know, holding records. It's just, it's, it's kind of wild when you really actually think about that and, and how strong these players are. Yeah. I think 
it, it kind of reminds me of the Rockets around 2018, 2019. They had P.J. Tucker, who, I mean, offensively is not the biggest, you know, monster, but he did lead the league in three-point efficiency in the corners. So whenever James Harden would drive, people couldn't leave P.J. Tucker because he was the best at knocking down the corner three. And having him be one of those leaders really allowed them to push during the regular season. I think they, they rose to like one or two. Yeah. So, yeah, having him on there is amazing. And uh, I'm curious to see what happens when with Dame over the stretch to see where he ends up on that chart. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, we we I keep thinking about that, the the strength in having so many guys that you just really can't leave open. You know, I, there, I feel like there's always a couple that you can risk leaving to go double team someone mm-hmm. else, you know, but the, the with this roster that we have, it, it's it, there's really not a lot of people you should feel comfortable leaving wide open. Um, which is a great thing. That means hopefully, you know, either we have somebody wide open who can shoot or we're not getting double teamed as much. Um, So that's, that's a great place to be as well. Okay. So let's talk about Gary Payton Jr. Um, Or Gary, Gary, is it Gary Payton Jr. Or is it Gary Payton the second? Gary Payton two. Gary Hmm. Payton Jr. I'm Jr. The the second, I believe. <laughs> I, right? I, I I always see it as Gary Payton and then the two. Is it two? The Am second. Yeah, yeah. Gary Payton, the second. Well, this gets me so because we have Gary Payton, the second, and then we have Greg Brown, the third. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, I, I get the two mixed up a lot. Well, and it's interesting, too, because it doesn't ever, neither of them are juniors. They're, they're both, yeah, they're just, this is not a basketball thing. This is a name thing, but I'm always interested yeah. in that. Like why someone is the second versus a junior. I think he's technically the, a junior, right? Isn't that, wouldn't that be have, the same thing? Yeah. Isn't it? I just or think it's not in specify. his name. I don't think you have to specify, but it's like, he's. So I wonder if it's legally on his birth certificate, like the two, the two eyes, like yeah. the two or junior. Yeah. Or like, I'm curious. My brother's name is Clyde Austin Drexler. So technically his okay. name is Clyde Drexler. He's not, he doesn't go by junior or anything. But what's your dad's name? I guess you don't have to. My dad doesn't have a middle name. So then, cause if it, if, if your dad had the same middle name, then yeah, he then he'd have to be a junior, junior right? I or, think or a so. second or a second but because you're can de- someone from the name police assist us yeah seriously i'm really curious about this i think i think we need to find out the answers because mm. this is yeah. this is the people need to know gary payton jr are yeah. you gary payton jr or are you gary payton the second or is that the same thing? And what does your birth certificate say? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about Gary Payton that is on the Trailblazers currently. <laughs> um, yes. He is, he's been injured. It's rumored that he's coming back soon. Um, so we don't know exactly what that means. I, I feel like it's maybe in the next couple games. 
Um, yeah. I mean, when they're saying soon, that makes me think, okay, we're we're looking at you know soon. <laughs> so yeah, I assume it's like all right, he's you know it's 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 coming. It's it's to be determined, but it's prog I, it's progressing. Yeah. yeah, I'm excited for it. Um, one because I, I'm a huge fan of him. Same, same. Uh, as a, as a, as a player and as a person, I think the other night um, he was actually mic'd up on the bench. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you got to see some game. of his commentary, and yeah. he's just a phenomenal teammate. And he is. Um, I think on top of that, I was already a fan. I became even more of a fan of him there. Um, it's so interesting to see how he talks compared to his father who I got to hear an earful right. of all summer, uh, which was not, not so friendly. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's uh, on the court, and the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. He hustles. He makes, he makes great plays. He, he gives effort and energy at all times. Yeah. So I'm really curious to see what he does when he returns. I have, I have had some interaction with him a few times, and he's always been just – the kindest human being like truly. And I've, I mean, I've, I've worked with and interacted with a significant amount of, of NBA players. Um, and I would put him in the top three nicest people that I've ever met in the NBA. He is just a, a friendly, warm, kind human being. Um, I think that truly is who he is. I was at that game. Like I said, I was at the Pacers game on the Trailblazers Pacers game on Sunday shooting it. And so I got to see a little bit of, of, you know, some of the things that were happening and, and um, you watch him, you know, he's obviously not playing, but he's very involved with all the players around him. He's hyping them up. He's interacting with them, um, you know, and just really entertaining to watch. Um, there was one point where he went over at a timeout and he grabbed the ball and started to kind of mess around with it and shoot it and kind of got, I looked like, and this is just from my perspective. I'm not sure. I didn't hear what was going on, but from what I could see, it looked like he got kind of scolded and told he couldn't do that. And so he put the ball down, but even just in how he was responding, it was so funny. And then there's at the end, I wish I had him on here to, to share um, but I have pictures of him at the end where, you know, the game is over, the streamers have fallen and Blaze comes up to him and him and Blaze are having this, Blaze the trail cat, the mascot, are having this whole big long interaction. Um, and he just, he just really is uh, a great teammate, a great person. You know, you see him interact a lot with the fans. Um, and this was actually, I'm the, I know we're, I'm getting off here a little bit off topic, but um, one of the things that I noticed at this game and I've noticed before, you know, I've gone to several games here in LA and one of the things that I always find interesting in LA is Dame specifically, but a lot of the players take so much time going down and like signing all the things that the fans have like through by Mm -hmm. the tunnel. And I find that the most fascinating thing in Los Angeles, because this is not his home court. A lot of those people are not blazer fans and he still takes the time and goes and signs things for the fans that aren't even technically probably there for him. Um, Mm -hmm. But then in Portland, I saw, you know, the, the guys just kept, they, they lined up at the, there were kids, especially lining that tunnel and 
player after player after player went over to that tunnel when they were done warming up and sat there signing everything that was handed to them. And I mean, these kids were handing them, you know, the normal things, the basketballs and the jerseys and the pennants and things like that. But then I saw like an iPod case get handed down and a croc shoe get handed. There's, I have a picture of Josh Hart Hart signing a pink croc. And if that is not the most Oregon thing you've ever seen. Mm. um, Yeah. I think the city's just rubbing, (laughs) rubbing off on them. And uh, it's hard. It's hard to play in Portland night in and night out and not, not assimilate some of that culture into yourself. I mean, but it's just, I don't know about a croc though. Was it a fr- like a brand new crock or no, it came off it somebody's was, foot? That, and... that kid definitely pulled it off their foot well. and handed it to him. Um, but <laughs> just thing after thing. I mean, just the most random things. And the, the players were all so gracious and just sat there. I watched, I also watched Dame, the mom picked up her kid and just held the kid out. And Dame actually signed the child like on his actual shirt that he was wearing. And then she turned him around and he had a cast and Dame signed the cast. And, uh, you know, I mean, just, it was just, it was one of my favorite moments from the whole game. And I know it's not even the game, but just watching these guys, every single one of them go through that tunnel and take a significant amount of time signing thing after everything that was handed to them, children, shoes, iPod cases, um, or your pod cases. It just, it was so cool. And I just, I love that. I, you don't see that. I haven't seen that with a lot of other teams. I don't know. Maybe that's typical. And I just have not been as exposed to it, but I know being down here, I haven't seen that so much as I I saw. I think it just speaks to kind of who, who these players are and the the identity of the Blazers. If you look all the way down the roster, I don't, I think aside from, the only one I can think of that was that was a huge, huge way it, on a in a, in a big school was was Justice Winslow when he played for Duke, mm-hmm. and like that atmosphere alone is 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 big. But every other player, even Damian Lillard, who played at you know a small school, a small college school, yeah. I mean, all of these players have kind of been in that underdog role where they're not highly touted, they're not the number one and they're not, you know, people are, you know, in their basketball journey, we're not just, you know, laying down the red carpet for them. They really had to go out and earn it, especially, and no one's had to earn it more than, than Gary Payton the second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that, that long in the G league and, and that yeah. process. So I think once, once you finally do get there, you just appreciate it that much more. Yeah. And, um, with the team, you see all of these guys really appreciate the position they're in yeah. and they're just super professional about it. And why not, why not give back to the fans that have been cheering you yeah. on this whole time? Just, it's just, it's such another level of kindness and, and appreciation. And I think, you know, I, I say all the time, I love good basketball, but I love good people more. And I think mm-hmm. that we have a team full of really good guys and, and guys that really handle themselves well. And, and, you know, if there are guys on there that don't, uh, they've bought into this culture <laughs> because now they are. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's just really, it's been really cool to see that. Um, and that was one of my favorite things that happened at that game, but yeah. So Gary, so Gary's going to be, he's going to, he's going to come back shortly. We hope. And I think about his defense, um, and what that can add, you know, I, I want to throw this up there real quick here. 
so this is again if you're listening you're not you're not going to be able to see this but this is the efficiency landscape and it comes out um i think every week and shows the last 10 games the efficiency of the last 10 games so this is coming out this is from december 2nd so this is about five days ago so there's a couple games not on here um but the blazers have hopped around on this a little bit last season there was a a tiny little blazer logo over in the corner with an arrow because they weren't even on the the map here so we've greatly improved but um, we were number 29 in defense, according to this, uh, as of December 2nd. Um, the reason I bring this up as we talk about Gary Payton Jr. is the fact that he is going to be insane when it comes to defense. He's a huge, huge defensive asset. And I think that once we get him on the court, we're going to see those numbers go up. We're going to see that efficiency in defense go up when he's on the court. Um, and it would not surprise me if we see it overall, because I think that's, again, one of those things that's kind of contagious. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I think when you have somebody who's making defensive plays and, and has that hustle factor, then you as a player are now held to a higher standard defensively. And um, as the the old Celtics practices that we used to have with the uh, Celtics Summer League was the coach would play ludicrous is when I move, you move. And <laughs> and that's how defense works. It's, you know, if I move, you move. So if, if he's out there hustling, um, the rest of us are going to hustle. And, and, that's and, so funny. Yeah, I, I thought it was at when I when he first did it, my first practice, I was like, this is a little weird. But then I, I bought in. And I, I really tell look me, forward to hearing that music. I was going to say, tell me that does not play in your head when you start playing. Absolutely. <laughs> Whenever I'm like locked in and making good defensive plays, that song is in my mind. That's it's drilled so funny. That's so funny. Mm -hmm. I love that. That's the kind of coach I would be. <laughs> We're going to find a song for this. Yeah. It was That's so funny. Oh, yeah, it was definitely uh, contagious. It, it's true though. I mean, yeah. that's, that's true of, of defense. Mm -hmm. And I, I do feel like we're seeing more of it. Yeah. And I think one thing that I, I don't want people to get to, too, I guess, excited about is, well, first of all, you should be excited, Gary Payton. The second is, is going <laughs> to be playing, which is I'm excited for that because I, I know how hard he worked. But I think some people, their expectation is that he's just going to push us to a another level of, of play. And I think he will elevate our play. But then I, I look at the roster and kind of how we're geared, and, and there's only so many minutes and yeah. so many shots and so many – you know, times where you can come in and, and do things like that. I think he, whenever he isn't, he's going to really help and he's going to help up those numbers and percentages. Um, but I think he's, he's one of those guys that can fit in any role. And yeah. I, I'm curious to see where uh, Chauncey Billups puts him in the rotation and, and what he does with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I keep thinking about, just the difference that he made on, on the Warriors last year. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, I think having him on the court just is going to bring an intense energy as well. Um, and I think that's contagious also, also 
I cannot wait to hear the fan reaction. I feel like Trailblazers fans were so excited about that acquisition that I think when he finally, and then having him be injured all this time and everybody's anticipating it. I think when Gary Payton Jr. finally takes the court at the Moda Center, it is going to be so loud. I think people are going to be so excited and, and that's going to be something that's going to yeah, be something. He, he's hard not to cheer for. So I think mm-hmm. uh, the Blazers are, are Blazers fans are, are one of a kind to begin with. Um, normally play more normally fans are like, you have to play extremely well before I even start to learn your name. Right. But he hasn't even suited up yet. And we're right. fans of him. So yeah, um, I'm really curious to see. I saw someone say something about how they bought a Gary Trent Jr. um, Not Gary Trent Jr. He's not with us anymore. (laughs) Gary Payton Jr. jersey, uh, Blazers jersey, and they wore it before Gary ever got to wear it. (laughs) So, you know, he's he's definitely – people are waiting. They're waiting, and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, he's someone – I could see him being on the roster for a long time just because of how, how many fans truly respect him. Yeah. Yeah. I think if he comes in and just really, like, if he finds a spot here, I think he'll be happy here. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think the connections that he's got to the Pacific Northwest and things like that, um, I, I, I'd love to see him stay long term. And, um, yeah. you know, I'm with you. One of my favorite things about Gary is, is just his fight and his passion for this game and the fact that he, you know, he just kept working. And I think, um, working his way up into the NBA from, I think it was five years in the G League. That's yeah. a heck of an accomplishment. That is a heck mm. of an He just turned yeah. 30, and this is only, is this his second year or third year in the NBA? Yeah, I think third year. He, he had a year with Milwaukee. Okay. Oh, so, and then he, had, he was with the Wizards for a moment as well, but he's, he's just been in and out. Yeah. And he finally found, you know, the a sticking spot with the Warriors mm-hmm. of all teams and yeah. won a championship. Yeah, not bad. But so, he was a he was a key part of that championship yeah, too. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's when that goes to the the point that we were talking about in the previous episodes that you know people underestimate how good guys are in the G League. The G League mm-hmm. is not just a, a a pool of people that are not as good or missing something it's really it really comes down to opportunity and yeah he got his opportunity with golden state and he made great on it so yeah yeah i think sure. now that he's here now that we know what he can do i think the sky is the limit yeah i agree another cool thing that happened with gary i'm sorry to all of you not watching on youtube you're missing this <laughs> Um, but I'm posting this picture here. This comes from Aaron Fentress of the Oregonian. He says, I'm at Salt Lake Community College where Gary Payton, too, <laughs> will have his jersey retired tonight. Um, and there's a picture of the gym. So the, when they were in Salt Lake City for the um, Utah Jazz game, Gary had his jersey retired at his college. And I think this is the coolest thing because the team was there since they were there for a game. If you look at, there's some pictures on, um, I saw a couple pictures on Twitter and they showed a bunch of the team 
being there at, at that. And I just think like, what a cool thing for him to have come from where he came from and to have worked his way up and to be in the, to have won a championship, to be with the Blazers, to be getting ready to, I mean, he obviously he's been hurt, but he's getting ready to play again and his Jersey gets retired and he gets to have his whole team there supporting him and cheering him on. And I just, I love that they went I love that yeah. they went. I think that's so cool. I I just I love it. That love was it. that was a big deal. Whenever teammates come and support you, it it shows that it, it's it's more than just a job. Yeah, it's 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 a friendship. That's a real bond. I think oddly enough, back to the Celtics when Kyrie was on the team at the time, and his movie Uncle Drew came out. Hold on, and for for to to fill people in who maybe don't know what Adam's talking about, Adam played briefly with the Celtics organization. Yeah, summer, so <laughs> summer league, yeah. 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 And um uh Brad Stevens actually got a bus and drove us, uh Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and anyone Kyrie wasn't there at the time, but he took us on a bus and we all went to go see Uncle Drew, the movie that Kyrie was in. That's so cool. Just to show support. And yeah. Yeah, I, I love it when teams go and, and support people in, in situations like that because he, he is a – if he doesn't play another day in basketball, he is a tremendous resume. Yeah. And um, he's accomplished so much, and people forget that. Maybe he's not an all-star right now, but um, being in the NBA alone is a huge accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah, and it's one that he's fought for and worked for. Um, I mean, everybody has, but you, you see that, that drive. And I love that. I, I, I think that what you're talking about, those kinds of things, they build so much within a team. And I feel like you see that difference on the court too, when those guys really get to be friends and they get to know each other and the, you know, you build that camaraderie, you build that trust, um, you build those relationships that, that is portrayed on the court. I think we saw that a lot with Golden State last year. You know, you you saw those guys, they just really love to be together. I, I think you see that in teams like the Grizzlies. I feel like we've seen that with that team. You know, they've been young and 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 just you see when they interact and things like that, you see that kind of camaraderie and that and that love for each other. And I think I think we're seeing that with the Trailblazers this season. I think you've got a group of guys that really like to be together. They they like, um, you know, you, if you watch them interact, you watch them interact with each other on Twitter or on Instagram. They're saying things back and forth to each other. They're interacting. You see them doing things outside of just basketball. Um, and I love that. I think that that's such a solid thing. And, and I think showing support for each other off the court is is huge and, and reflects in how they play on the court as well. Mm. Okay. So with that, we get to um, – this, this comes from Sean Hyken as well. He says, Blazers say Drew Eubanks, Josh Hart, and notably Keon Johnson are all probable for tomorrow. Gary Payton Jr. is still ruled out. So we're still waiting for Gary. It's it's getting there. We're getting close. This is talking about the game tomorrow on Thursday. Um, but on the mend, we've got Drew Eubanks, Josh Hart, and Keon Johnson all coming back. So where we're at right now with that is that the only people out at this point then are uh, Gary Payton Jr. and Nasir Little. So everybody else is going to be back and healthy 
Uh, and that's where we want to be. Obviously, Gary Payton and Nasir Little are two guys that make a huge difference as well. And that hurts to have them both injured. But uh, I'm I'm glad to have these guys back and, and have a hopefully mostly full strength roster. Yeah. And I think one thing I think people get a little confused with is when people are hurt or, or when they choose to, like they might, for all we know, Gary, Gary Payton the second might be ready right now, but it's taking mm-hmm taking it slow and making sure. And there's one thing my father always said is that if you're hurt, don't play. Yeah. Because people tend to judge you based on your performance, regardless of if you're hurt or not. We've seen yeah. it with Anthony Davis when he was yeah. playing hurt, he wasn't putting up the numbers he used to and people were freaking out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Even with Dame at the beginning of last yeah. season, before his surgery, it was the same mm-hmm. thing. People were freaking out over his numbers because they weren't yeah. quite what they were. And when you're hurt, it's just you're playing at a disadvantage. And you know, basketball is one of those sports you can't – you can't. it's very tough to you – can, you can play through it, but it's very tough to be the exact same player if everything's not working. Yeah. So um, – and we, we saw with, with the play, speaking of the player of the week, Anthony Davis actually ended up winning it because yeah. now he, we're seeing a healthy Anthony Davis yep. for the first time in a long time. And he looks dominant and actually ended up winning player of the week. Although I, I would have liked to see Jeremy Grant you know, or, win that. Or, or, or An- Anthony Simons. Yeah. You got me saying Anthony all of a sudden. Anthony. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. So, yeah, health, health plays a big part of it. And I think Right now, as much as as much as I'd love to see all these players back with a full roster, um, I do appreciate that they're taking their time. Yeah, agreed, absolutely. I th- the last thing we want is for any of them, but I'm I'm specifically thinking about Gary. The last thing we want is for for him to come back uh, and and just go right back out because he he mm-hmm. came back too soon. And I think they, there was something with Dame about that recently where he was talking about taking his time coming back this time versus when he first injured his leg. Mm-hmm. I think it was the other leg, but when he, when he had the same injury the first time and he really rushed to get back and, and he was talking about how, you know, he's, he's trying to take his time and, and do it right. And I think, you know, we can, we can survive a couple more games without Gary if we need to, but mm-hmm. what we don't want is for Gary to push it and come back too soon and end up hurt worse or out for longer. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. For sure. Um, anything else you want to add, Adam? Um, no, I'm just uh, I'm excited for the future Blazers basketball and, and the NBA in general. These this past week has been an amazing week to watch for the NBA. A yeah. lot of good games, a lot of yeah. good basketball. So I, I'm got, happy with it. I gotta share this. This uh, again, if you're on YouTube, you're gonna get this. <laughs> Josh Hart, this is a, a photo that I took um, at the game. His expressions, there's another one. I just, this is one of my favorite things right now is Josh Hart expressions. Um, there's a lot to love about this team, but have you ever looked at the memes of him online? Like the. He uh, is a meme machine. He is a he meme is. factory. Yes. And I, I don't even think he's doing it intentionally. I think no. it's just, he's. He's reacting to these yeah. situations. I think my favorite one is when James Harden slammed the ball <laughs> and it hit him in the face. And I think the next few games, <laughs> Josh Hart just couldn't fathom it. It's like 
his brain was just trying to do rocket science to understand why someone would do that. He he reacted, and that's that. I've seen that one circulate so much. It's so. Or there's a. I think we talked about it before. There's a whole video montage of him high fiving himself mm. um, because his yeah. teammates missed it. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah, that. He is just a a factory of memes. Yeah, yeah, he for sure is. Um, okay, well, that is it for us today. Um, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at Deandra Ann, D I A N D R A A N N. Adam is at Drex Glides 2, D R E X G L I D E S, and then the number two. Um, so interact with us there. You know, we kind of keep an eye open for tweets throughout the week that we can use here on, on the show. Um, but if you tweet at us directly is something that you want to hear us talk about or something, you know, we may use that as well. Um, make sure that you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. If you are on YouTube, I'm not a big YouTube user. Uh, my kids use it and they now think that I'm famous because they can find me on YouTube and I don't have the heart to break it to them that actually anybody can be on YouTube. Um, but, but I, I definitely think that there are certain things that are worth watching and I'm not saying like that's us, but I am saying that if you're watching us on YouTube, you are getting a little bit of extra entertainment i suppose um but we appreciate we appreciate the support we appreciate your likes your comments your shares the subscribing all that stuff helps to promote this show and helps us to be able to continue doing it so um thank you for listening to shooting hoops we'll be back with you again next week you're listening to shooting hoops with your hosts dia miller Adam Drexler.